Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, hey there, we have missed you guys so much. Um, I can't tell you how good it feels to be back home in San Diego and being with you today just means so much. As many of you know, we were gone the last two weeks. We were in Utila, which is a tiny dive island off the coast of Honduras, where Danny's family is actually from. And so he grew up going there every summer. And the last time we've actually been there together was nine years ago. So it's been quite some time, which means the girls have never been there. So it was their first trip. But we had a great time being with family and just having some closure um, with Danny's dad. It's been almost a year. And so it was just nice to be able to be there and and have that closure to just bury his remains there and spend some, some special time. So thank you for allowing us to do that. It means so much. But one thing I've learned about being on the island is it really forces you to just take some time and reset, regroup, which is so healthy. It's been so nice to be able to do that. But if I'll be honest, I am not the best at like relaxing. So most of you that know me well know that like, I just always like to have something to do. I just like to stay busy. I like to stay occupied. It's hard for me to just like sit and relax and rest. So it's definitely something that I'm working on. But before we left, I knew that like when we go there, there's very limited Wi-Fi. There's lots to do. We go to the beach and we go hiking and, and all of that. But it's really hot there because the sun is a lot closer because of the equator and all this geographical stuff that I'm not very good at. But apparently the sun is just different out there. So, you know, we stay in the sun a good bit, but then after a while we just need to come in and kind of just relax and be out of the sun for a little bit. And so we we did that. But I came prepared with a journal and a one line a day that just kind of kept track of what was going on with our trip and what we were doing so we could remember and look back on those things. And the girls, of course, could occupy themselves with many other things and their cousins. And I came packed with stuff for them, too. And we went one day to the Keys, which is a tiny little island where Mary is from. And on that island, um, there's it's a tiny, tiny little island. So there's not a whole lot to do there either. There's just a couple little family-owned shops that are there. And you have the ocean where you can swim. But like I said, we had been in the sun so much that we needed just to kind of chill out and spend some time indoors. And by this point, I'd caught up on my journal. We had walked the island. We had gone swimming. We had hung out in the shops and done all these things. But I started to get a little antsy, and I think Danny could notice that I was just kind of like, there's not much to do. You know, he's like, "Um, you're starting to twitch. Like, read this book. And by this point, he had already read through two whole books. So he threw one of them at me. He said, read this. This will keep you occupied. It's such a good book. I know that you enjoy it. And it was so good. So the book that I read was um, called Soundtracks by John Acuff, and it's just talking about the secrets to not allowing yourself to overthink things. And if many of you are like me, you're, you're an overthinker. I get stuck in the details and all of that. And it just really stood out to me. And I learned so much over reading that book over the last two weeks 
And I'd already had my idea for what I wanted to speak to you guys about. And it was somewhat in correlation to this. But when I read the book, it just was so good that I was like, I've got to share this with you guys because I, I took so much from it. So I want to do that today. But if you're anything like me, I come from a family of thinkers. And many times we're probably overthinkers, you know. My dad, he actually was going into engineering before he went into pastoring. And his dad was an engineer in Kentucky. And so if you are an engineer or if you know any engineers, you know how they think. You know, they got to think about all the details and think through through all the little things about how this aligns with this and, and A plus B equals C and, and all of that. It's just so many small details that an engineer really has to process through. And so I've seen how my dad has taken the engineering, you know, philosophies and how you think through problems and bring that into, into everyday life. And it was a really good thing for us growing up and still to this day. Because he would always say, you have to think through all the options. Before you make a decision, make sure you're thinking through all the options. And that's been a very healthy thing for us in our decision making. My mom is probably the most selfless woman that I know on the face of the planet. She cares so deeply about making sure that everyone has what they need. And growing up... It was the funniest thing, and we still laugh about it to this day, because we would figure out where we're going to go eat, and it would take us an hour to choose where we're just going to go eat some food, because she wanted to make sure that everyone wanted to go there or had a taste of what they, they were in the mood for. And so she'd throw out all the options, and we'd finally settle on one. We'd get in the car, we're on our way there, and she's like, well, what about, and we're off, at the same time, we're like, mom, we've decided, we're good, we're going, we're headed that direction. But she just cared so deeply about what everyone wanted or what she thought they needed and want everyone to be happy that we just overthought about where we're going to go eat. And if you are anything like us, we love to take family vacations. So we love to get our family together, my sister and her husband, their little boy and my parents, and just take a nice trip together to catch up since we don't live close to each other. And it's always such a fun thing. But for years, we couldn't figure out the right solution to actually like enjoying the trip and getting things done and going to all the places because we would end up leaving by 11 the kids are by that point crying and hungry and we've got to feed them. And then when they were younger, it was running into nap time. So it wasn't till like two o'clock in the afternoon where we actually were getting our feet on the ground to go anywhere. And so we figured out we have to have a plan because we're overthinking what we actually want to do. So to this day, we actually have a running Google Doc for our family trip that we're going to be taking in a, in a few months on exactly what we're going to do, what the itinerary is, what we're going to eat, what we need to buy, because we know that we're going to enjoy our trip so much better if we have it planned out, we have our itinerary, everyone knows what's going on, we're good to go. So we're excited about that. It's really helped us out in, in the past with just having an itinerary. But thinking and processing in itself is not a bad thing, right? We all need to think about life. We need to process about the decisions that we're making. But it's overthinking that can get us stuck. And we actually talked about last week, I give up being unstuck with Mary. And it was such an incredible message. And overthinking really leads to being stuck. But let's just unpack for a little bit what overthinking is. 
So overthinking is when what you think gets in the way of what you want. Do any of you just mull over the details and really mull over what you think you want and then sometimes your mind changes itself because you've thought about it so much that you end up not actually getting out of the situation what you wanted in the first place because you thought about it too much. And the reality is, is overthinking prevents us from taking our next steps. Overthinking just makes us pause in the moment and makes us not be able to think clearly about what the next steps seem to be because we're just thinking about it so much. We get caught up in those details. But overthinking rarely leads to optimistic or positive thinking. If you think about the way that you overthink about things, what is usually the end, the end result? Is it something positive or does it leave you frustrated and defeated? Overthinking can do that. So our thoughts are just like this internal soundtrack. And it's something that John Acuff talked about in his book that I love, that, that our thoughts are this internal soundtrack, just like a song that gets stuck in your head over and over and over and over, and you can't seem to get rid of it. And if you have kids, it's probably like one of the kids' songs that you just wish would just get out of your head and it won't because it's just stuck there. And our thoughts are like that. They get stuck in our minds and there's an internal soundtrack. And, and many times those, those initial positive thoughts can turn to negative thoughts because we're thinking about them so much. And so I want to talk today about those negative thoughts. And I want to identify the thoughts that we need to give up. Because, I, like I said, overthinking can lead to negative thoughts. And so we need to take captive what those negative thoughts are. Philippians 4.8 in the message version says this, summing it up all friends, I'd say to you the best, you're best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse, put into practice what you learned from me. What you heard and saw and realized, do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into the most excellent of harmonies. It's kind of easier said than done, right? Just, just think about good things. Think about these things that are true and noble and honorable. Think about all those things, and, and God will align the rest. But our minds are such a powerful thing. There's a book actually called Battlefield of the Mind that Joyce Meyer wrote, um, many, many years ago. Such a good book. And it really talks about taking those thoughts captive. Because what, if we, what we do is we tend to just, just think over and over and over about these thoughts and let them continue to control us. Because our minds really do have power over us. So let's talk today about three ways to identify the thoughts that we need to give up. And the first one is this. We're going to talk about these three things, the three questions that you need to ask yourself when it comes to these negative thoughts. The first one is, is it true? Is this thought that you're thinking true? Overthinking is great at masking the truth because it makes you actually believe the lies. And our biggest mistake is assuming that things are true. Many times if you think about it so much, it feels real, right? In design school, I went to um, design school for graphic design, and, and I had a teacher. She was phenomenal. She was like one of my best teachers to date. She was just incredible. And she literally, before we would do our presentations, would write on the board, like, assume, the word assume, A-S-S-U-M-E. 
and she'd write it all in big bold letters. And she would underline the first three letters in the word, okay? So track with me, assume, A-S-S-U-M-E. She would underline the first three letters. And then she said, you see this? Assuming will make this out of you and me. And I was like, never thought about that. <laughs> and it's just kind of a bold thing that she did. But what she would say is assuming will make you feel like that what you're thinking is really real. And it's not. We think that if I really think this, then it must be true. It must be real. And that's not the reality. So before we ever did an, a presentation, we would, all of us would be so nervous because we're like, what is everyone else going to think about my design? And when you're in a creative world, there's so many opinions. And some people think that things are beautiful and awesome and really creative and thinking out of the box. And others may think like, what is that? Did your four-year-old just draw that for you? Like, you know, so creativity spans the sphere of just so many different looks and feels and, and everyone has their own creative way. But she wanted to make sure that we were not overthinking and comparing ourselves to everyone else. So that's something that's always stuck with me. I'm like, hmm, yeah, assuming is not the best thing to do. We have to really just identify the lies that we have in our mind. And I feel like one of the best ways to do this is just to just talk, have a conversation with a true friend. There's a difference between friends that are very agreeable and that want to tell you the nicest things and, and don't really want to be fully honest. But there's a difference between a true friend who will be honest with you even when you don't want to hear it. And so... We talk about um, this all the time, that it's just so important to have accountable people in your circle that you can trust, that you know that no matter what you go through, they, they will love you unconditionally. And so finding a true friend and sitting down and talking about, these are the things that are in my mind right now. They will do two things. That friend will tell you if it's true or if it's not. And they will also tell you one of the things that they're struggling with. And that's such an important thing because we all overthink things. We all have things that we just, just process too much over in our minds that sometimes we need someone else to speak into our life and say, that's not true. And this is why that's not true. But it's also valuable when they say, but also like these are the things that I've been thinking about and you can speak into their life too. So it's just great to have that accountability with close friends. So I would just urge you to reach out to those true friends. If you're in a phase where you just feel like you're overthinking too much, reach out because they will speak truth and honesty into your life. The second one is, is it helpful? Is it helpful to overthink? Like, let's be honest. It, it's rarely not. Overthinking holds us back and can just make us feel defeated. And here's a couple things I want to mention to you. Does, does overthinking help move you forward or does it keep you stuck? What does that do for you? Overthinking tends to, like I said earlier, makes us press pause and pump the brakes a little bit and, and it really keeps us from taking those next steps. Does it lead you to a decision or generate action? Probably not if we're honest. We just kind of sit back and wait and overthink it until we think we're going to have a solution. We don't realize how much time we waste feeling overwhelmed and stressed because of overthinking. John Acuff did a survey for 10,000 people that he sent out about overthinking. And 
he just answered, just asked us a few questions and said, you know, does overthinking make, make you feel these ways? And 73% said that overthinking made them feel inadequate. And 52% said makes them feel drained. And when I read that, I was like, yep, I'm one of those. Overthinking makes me feel that way. But decreasing overthinking and self-doubt increases satisfaction and productivity. When we are in a phase where we can decrease our overthinking, it really makes us feel like we can accomplish more out of life, that we can do more and that what we do is more meaningful. So it really, really makes a, a difference. And does overthinking in that, when you're in those moments, does it help you focus on the problem or the solution? Many times we're overthinking about the problem itself that we can't, we're trying to make sense out of it. We're trying to figure out like, what does this mean? And all the things that go along with that when all the while, like we just need to be thinking of a solution. And Dana and I talk about this all the time, how, how important it is to live solution sided that we're on a side where we're going to live trying to find a solution. We're not going to overthink about it, but we're also not going to just dwell in the negativity um, of overthinking because overthinking in a negative mindset can't lead you to a positive decision. And the third one is this, is it kind? Is overthinking kind? It's honestly impossible to have a positive life in a negative mind, right? It's You've probably been around those people that it's always negative thinking. And it's rare that you feel positive when you're around them or they exude positivity because their mind is in such a negative place that there's no joy, there's no life. And I have to think about that when it comes to me too, when I wake up in a funk or kind of maybe just in a rough spot during the day. We, we are all allowed to have those. We have those days. But if I let it linger and I can continue to just process over that, it ultimately affects how positive I'm being for everyone else around me. Changing the way you think about what you're capable of can just change everything. Overthinking gets us in a, a mode where we feel like we're just not good enough, that we're not capable of actually accomplishing what we want to do in life. And it leads to comparison. And comparison is one of the biggest things I feel like that we struggle with right now and because of social media and all of that that's going on, that we just feel like everyone else has it together and we're, we're comparing us, ourselves up against them and how well they're doing and, and how badly we feel like we're doing at life and just overthinking every small thing, thinking I'm not good enough. And comparison really, like I've, we've talked about actually before in a message that I, I spoke to you guys, but comparison is the thief of joy. It will take all that joy. And having joy is something that just exudes kindness. And when we don't have that joy, it just really depletes that out of us. What we have to realize is no one is perfect at things that they've never done before. So if you're trying to accomplish something, you're overthinking how to accomplish it because you want to do it right the first time. I get it. I'm perfectionist over here, recovering perfectionist. I get it. Everything I want to do, I want to do it right the first time. Like I said, I come from an engineering family. Like you, you only can make one cut. You got to get that one cut right. And I very much can fall into that trap. But self-care really 
starts with self-talk. If, if we feel like we want our thoughts to be kind, we have to speak kind to ourselves. And sometimes it's hard to keep those things in perspective. And so one of the, the most important things to do is just to write it down. Write down the things that you're grateful for. Write down the, the good things that are happening in your life. Gratitude is just so important to just kind of wake up every day with a grateful heart to keep your mind focused on the important things. Um, there's a quote that I read that is so good. It says, good days start with good thoughts. And how true is that? We all know that if we wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we stay in that negative mindset, the rest of our day is just not going to go so well, right? But if we start our day off with good thoughts or try to redirect those negative thoughts in a healthy way, it can make such a big difference. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to take steps towards healthy thinking because it's a great way to identify all of these things, but it's also important to know what steps to take. So it's helpful to think about these three things and asking yourself the questions, is it true, is it helpful, and is it kind? Those are really good questions to ask when you feel like you have negative thoughts come into your mind to kind of just debunk those. But at the same time, we have to think of something that's going to take action to get rid of these as well, right? So still thinking about is it true, is it helpful, is it kind, is still thinking about that thought. So the next step that we have to do is we have to take action to actually just take these thoughts into captivity and move on and do something with what we've learned. So we have to identify the negative thoughts and we have to own the responsibility to change them. The reality is we can control our thoughts and we can control how we respond to them. You don't think your way out of overthinking, right? You have to act your way out. We can't just think about overthinking because we're just going to think about overthinking even more. We have to take the action steps to get us out of that. We're too many times high on thought but low on motion. And so we have to turn our overthinking into action. Thinking good thoughts is almost like creating a habit. You've heard Danny said that we don't drift towards health. And it's the same thing with our mind. We don't drift towards healthy thinking. We don't drift towards positive thinking or we don't drift towards negative thinking. It's something that we have to really create a habit into making sure that our thoughts are where they need to be. It's like a runner training for a marathon. I've heard so many times from runners that have trained that have said that it's not actually the physical aspect of it. It's that is a factor, but it's your mind that is controlling you so much that it allows your physical self to not be able to feel like it can accomplish what it can. Or on the other hand, your mindset's in the right place and you're running that race and you're doing all the training and you're thinking positively about, I can do this, I can actually make this happen, let's do it, that it happens. And so you see that with many people on a health journey that if they get their mind in the right place, their body will catch up. And so it's the thing, same thing when it comes to our mind. We have to train our minds to think on the good because they drift towards the negative thinking. We have to replace our bad thoughts with the good ones daily. We have to repeat them so often that they become as automatic as the negative thoughts. In the South, they say, you sound like a broken record. I don't know if they say that out here. I haven't really heard anyone say that much. But that's rarely a compliment, right? If someone tells you, you sound like a broken record, it's usually not a positive thing. And so we have to turn our broken soundtracks that are in our mind into something 
positive. We have to choose new thoughts that generate new actions and take you to new places because our thoughts can get us stuck. And if we're not thinking new thoughts that are gonna lead us to new actions, it's not gonna take us anywhere. So we have to make the concerted effort to not let our thoughts hold us back from taking steps to where God wants us to go. Overthinking just gets in the way of the time that we give towards our dreams, towards our creativity, and towards our productivity. It does, it holds us back from so much. And the reality is fear comes free, right? We don't ask for freer. It freely comes to us. But faith takes work, doesn't it? Faith takes so much work and faith takes trust in knowing that God has what's best for us. So we don't need to allow overthinking to get in the way of taking the next steps that we need to. Because fear and negative thoughts will overrun any steps of faith that God is asking us to do. I'm going to leave you with this. Romans 12, 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When our minds are cluttered with so much, we can't think clearly about what God is actually speaking into our lives. Our negative thoughts will overrun and overrule anything that he has to say to us. The world tells us to fear, but God tells us to have faith and to trust him and allowing him to transform our minds to walk in his perfect will for our lives. The devil will give up control in your mind when he sees that you are not giving in. So we have to do the work and not give in to those negative thoughts, not give in to overthinking and let God do his work in your life. My challenge for you is this. What thoughts do you need to give up today? What negative thoughts are holding you back from your purpose, from your calling, from the dreams that you want to accomplish? What, what is it? What are those negative thoughts that are keeping you stuck, like Mary talked about as well? Let's pray. Think about those things, and our host will be with you at the end just to give you some more fun things that are coming up and some more details that you need to know. But let's pray, and I hope that this week you step into positive thinking and really step into what God wants for you this week. God, thank you, Lord, for for our minds, God. The, the fact that you so intricately designed us, that you created our minds to think to get us moving to action, to accomplish the things that you have for us. Lord, I pray that although the mind is a powerful thing, the mind can many times control us. So Lord, I pray that we will surrender that control over to you. I pray that you will help us take captive those negative thoughts and to move in a positive direction for what's ahead. Because Lord, we know if we stay in these negative thoughts, if we stay in these these seasons of overthinking, we won't actually take the steps that we need to get to where you want us to go in life. So Lord, I pray that fear will not hold us back. I pray that comparison will not hold us back. The things the enemy wants to do with allowing us to overthink really just comes in the way of who you have called us to be and who you have made us to be. So Lord, I pray that you would just transform our minds. I pray that we would stay focused on those things that are true, the things that are helpful, the things that are kind, and help us move those things into action. 
So Lord, as I pray as we go through this week, that you will take captive those negative thoughts, that you will give us just the boldness to say, I don't believe that. I will not live in that. I will walk in faith and take those steps that I don't know and can't see what's coming next because I've been thinking too much about what that next step is going to look like. I pray that we will leave that in your hands and let's see you work in our lives the way that you can and the way that will move us to our purpose in this life. In your name we pray. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.